Hello and welcome to the Happy Hedgehog podcast episode 3. I hope you've all been staying well and keeping safe. In this episode I'd like to speak with you about urban wildlife in our towns and in our cities. Have you been kept awake by foxes? Have they gotten into your bins and gotten rubbish everywhere? How can we protect our urban wildlife but also deter them from damaging our properties? Also, grey areas with grey squirrels. If you find an injured grey squirrel, should they be euthanised? Last but not least, how can we protect our hedgehogs and encourage them into our gardens? All this to come on episode three with me, Jenny Dawn Morris, on the Happy Hedgehog podcast. First up, foxes. Have these creatures of the night been causing you sleepless nights? Have you ever been woken up to find the rubbish that you put in the bins the night before is sprawled all over your front garden? I've been looking into why they are so loud and why they are attracted to your homes. I have also researched safe ways to deter them. Foxes are intelligent and opportunistic animals and use a wide range of habitats, including towns and cities. In urban areas, they are often found to be living in overgrown gardens or even your garden shed. Sometimes they screech loudly in the middle of the night, the sound often chilling and can leave us with sleepless nights. But why do they do it? Usually you will hear these screams in winter. It's the female fox or vixen telling the male fox that she is ready to mate. These screams are answered with a barking sound from the male fox or dog. They usually give birth around March, but most of the time foxes are quiet or maybe let off the occasional bark. Most foxes do live in rural areas, but it is more likely that you will see them around towns or cities as they are scavengers and out to look for food, usually around rubbish bins. How can we deter foxes safely from our homes? First up, tidy up your garden Overgrown flower beds are an ideal home for a fox. Don't leave food outdoors. Pick up fallen fruit if you have fruit trees. Feed your pet indoors. The foxes won't be tempted by your dog or cat's food. Check your bins. Foxes are known scavengers, so keep your rubbish in a tightly sealed bag. Keep your bin lid closed and don't overflow as this is a gold mine for a fox. Use motion lights or sprinklers, which you can find at most garden centres. This will make your garden unpredictable for foxes and make them think twice about coming in. And that's some of my hints and tips for deterring foxes safely. Next up, where do we stand with injured grey squirrels? There are grey areas for grey squirrels. Should they be euthanised as per the new laws? Grey squirrels are native to North America, but were introduced to England in the 19th and 20th century. 
They have spread throughout England and Wales, replacing our native red squirrels. They are common in our gardens and parks, but there is a grey area when it comes to finding an injured grey squirrel. Unfortunately, since December 2019, it has become illegal to release grey squirrels into the wild after rehabilitation. If they have been injured, rescue centres in England previously took in injured grey squirrels and released them, but will now instead have to euthanise them on both practical and ethical grounds. The campaign against grey squirrels is backed by the UK government, which insists that grey squirrels threaten native wildlife and harm the UK economy. The cost to the UK forestry is an estimated £10 million per year, including damage to timber caused by the grey squirrel's habit of stripping bark from the trees. But that included money spent on controlling grey squirrels. There isn't a link between how much is spent on controlling their numbers and reducing damage to trees. So killing grey squirrels isn't necessarily money well spent. Are there any loopholes and what do we do if we find an injured squirrel? According to the RSPCA, resist the temptation to pick up the injured squirrel. They may have very sharp teeth and can break the skin. They may also be a disease risk. It is currently illegal except under licence to keep or release grey squirrels. Euthanasia may therefore be the most appropriate course to prevent any further suffering. Call the RSPCA or your local vet for advice. However, if you are advised to transport a squirrel to the vet, do not attempt unless it can be safely contained. For example, in a secure metal or plastic pet carrier. Otherwise, if the animal becomes active en route, it could chew its way out of a cardboard box and get loose in your car. Lining a carrier with a thick towel can provide some padding and insulation. To report an injured or sick squirrel, please call the 24-hour cruelty line on 0300-1234-999. Wildlife Aid Foundation have released a statement. At the Wildlife Aid Foundation, we believe we have a moral obligation to treat our patients humanely, no matter what species, because all animals are equal and should be treated equally. The new rules force us to discriminate and euthanise unnecessarily. If you have found an injured squirrel and need advice, you can call Wildlife Aid on 09061 800 132. As hedgehogs are urban animals and they are my podcast namesake, my animal facts today are all about hedgehogs. First of all, a group of hedgehogs is called an array. A baby hedgehog is called a hoglet. Hedgehogs are known as the gardener's friend and they get their name from their foraging habits. 
hedgehogs are lactose intolerant so if you find one please do not give it milk their typical diet consists of mainly insects such as worms beetles caterpillars and centipedes hedgehogs have around 5,000 spines on their back they have poor eyesight but they have excellent hearing and sense of smell did you know some hedgehogs produce large amounts of frothy saliva and spread it all over their spines the purpose of this self-ointment still remains a mystery. How can we attract more hedgehogs to our gardens? You can follow rspb.org.uk to make a hedgehog house. This is also featured in the RSPB Handbook of Garden Wildlife. It is encouraged to keep them around your garden so we can protect them and the best way is to construct a hedgehog house. If you want to encourage them more to your garden you can put a small amount of wet cat or dog food down. Hopefully this will attract some new spiky friends. And that concludes tonight's episode. Thank you all so much for tuning into episode three of the Happy Hedgehog podcast. My shout out this episode goes to the Wildlife Aid Foundation. This was established in 1980. They are dedicated to rescuing, rehabilitating, sick, injured or orphaned wildlife. They are a wildlife hospital based in Leatherhead in Surrey. They deal with 20,000 wildlife emergencies every year. They do fantastic work and you can find more on their website www.wildlifeaid.org.uk Thank you again so much for listening to my podcast and I will be back again soon for episode 4. So in the meantime... Take care, stay safe and love nature. I'm Jenny Dorn Morris and this has been the Happy Hedgehog Podcast. <laughs>